Red Pill Tour, calling believers from man's institutions to God's instructions. We're in the countdown of the spring feasts leading up to another holy time of Elohim. I'm Tim. And I'm Miss. And speaking of counting down, Tim, today's podcast will be about our Elohim's command to count seven weeks, better known as counting of the Omer. You can email us at redpiltorah at gmail.com. Follow us on redpiltorah.podbean.com. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Google Play. We love to hear from you. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And shalom to our friends in Maryland and Kenya. At the time of this recording, we are counting the days to our next divine appointment with our Elohim. The scriptures instruct us to count these days. Leviticus 23, verse 15 and 16 read, From the day after the day of rest, that is, from the day you bring the sheaf for waving, you are to count seven full weeks until the day after the seventh week. You are to count 50 days, and then you are to present a new grain offering to Jehovah. Deuteronomy 16, verse 9 reads, You are to count seven weeks. You are to begin counting seven weeks from the time you first put your sickle to the standing grain. It seems like there's something familiar about this seven-week or 50-day theme. You know, we grew up celebrating the next appointed time in church. I think that's the only one of the seven holy times we recognize, though. Because we did not acknowledge first fruits, we had no reason to count 50 days after that observance. Now, I'm glad to be free. Glad to know that I can count these days, and glad to know why. And it's great to be free, to do what our Elohim wants us to do. Sure is. And I'm so glad we're in it together, Dad. Me too, Mom. We're constantly learning more about our Heavenly Father and His Son, Yeshua, and discovering this command of counting the weeks is just one more of those freedoms. You may wonder, or our listeners may wonder, why we call it counting the weeks and then sometimes call it counting the Omer. Well, it's a Jewish tradition to call it that because Jehovah commanded, according to Leviticus 23, that from the day you bring the sheaf, the Omer, you are to count seven weeks. So it seems the name comes from the Hebrew word for barley sheaf, which is Omer. And we're counting the days from first fruit to Shavuot. That is seven weeks and one day or seven sevens plus one, 50 days. Some believers may see this as yet another rule or commandment to do something that has nothing to do with being saved. Why would the Father care about counting these days, especially now that the Messiah, Yeshua, has brought fuller meaning to this scripture? It's like I said before, it's not about having to count, it's about wanting to count. That's right. So if you were born of Hebrew descent, you were instructed or commanded to count these days. If you are of Gentile descent, perhaps you accepted the Father's invitation to be part of His covenant people through the blood of Yeshua, the resurrected Messiah. Amen. You could have stayed outside of the covenant, but gratefully you came in. So with that, you now have the right to participate in this privileged activity. Amen. So why would you accept being grafted into His covenant and complain about doing what the Father says to do. If that's the case, then 
It's a good thing that his um, renewed covenant features great grace and great forgiveness. Okay, Dad. Hey, I'm in. I'm in. Well, there are other reasons to count these days as well. 50 days is the length of time it took for the children of Israel to travel from Egypt to Sinai. You can check out our uh, episode 28 for more details on this timeline. It is also during this 50-day period that Yeshua, our Savior and King, rose from the dead and revealed his resurrection to a multitude of witnesses. Mm -hmm. So let's see what scripture has to say about that. Mark 16 verse 9 shows us that on day one, the day of first fruits, Yeshua rose and was seen by Mary Magdalene. Yeshua also appeared to the two disciples on the road to Emmaus, according to Luke 24, verse 13 through 15. On day two, he appeared to the 11 disciples, which is found in Luke 24, verses 33 through 36, and John chapter 20, verse 19. After eight days, the scriptures record Yeshua's next appearance to the disciples, while Thomas, who we know as Doubting Thomas, was present. That account is in the Gospel according to John 20, verse 26. The book of Acts, chapter 1 and verse 3, tells us that Yeshua showed himself to be alive using many infallible proofs, being seen by his followers over 40 days. Counting the days as the Scriptures instructs shows me that 40 days is a lot of time for Yeshua to show himself to his disciples. It leaves plenty of time for the infallible proofs mentioned in Acts. We can be sure that Yeshua ascended to heaven 40 days after his resurrection because so many people were around him who were counting the days. Mm -hmm. His followers were Hebrew people for sure, taught to count these days since they were children. We know from Scripture that Yeshua told them to wait in Jerusalem for the promise of the Father, and that's exactly what his followers did. Now you may ask, what was the promise of the Father? According to Acts chapter 1, verse 4 and 5, Yeshua, being assembled with his disciples, commanded them to wait for the Father's promise. Yeshua said, For John truly baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Ruah HaKodesh, not many days in the future. Now we know that the promise was the Ruah HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit. And we know that Yeshua ascended into heaven on the 40th day. Counting these days has so much more meaning for believers now. The holy times that we are counting down is to Shavuot. And we'll talk more about that on a later podcast. So, Miss, do you remember when the kids were much younger and the way that they would show their excitement for something coming at a future date? Mm-hmm. Sometimes... They would ask, how many more days until we uh, take the trip or until we get the presents? Mm -hmm. They were counting the days in anticipation of the good things to come. I remember being pregnant with the kids mm -hmm. and counting the days until they delivered. Granted, some days were easier than others, but my expectation was joy and happiness. And our Elohim did not disappoint us. Um. He has used our kids to multiply our joy and happiness over the years. And they're still multiplying our joy today. Yes, they are. Our children are wonderful. 
powerful adults now. I agree. Including the ones who married in. Mm -hmm. But back to the counting and the anticipation. Now I can feel what Colossians 2 verses 16 through 17 is talking about. Now, based on my life experience, since we've been on this Hebrew roots journey, that scripture says, don't let people condemn you for eating kosher, for practicing sobriety, uh, for observing Elohim's holy times and his Sabbath days, which are an indication of the great days that are coming. And the reason for the coming great days is Messiah Yeshua. Amen. Hallelujah, Mama. Hallelujah. We are counting the days and rejoicing while we count. Even while we're under restrictions due to the coronavirus, we're still free. Amen. And it's so good to be free. Amen. And so good to know his truth. So many things that literally changed the world happened in this time of year. In addition, this pattern of seven sevens plus one should be familiar to believers because it always leads to freedom. Uh, let's talk about the pattern, Daddy. Okay. We covered the first example. Israel's 50-day journey from slavery in Egypt to covenant in Mount Sinai. In Egypt, Israel was not free to worship the Elohim of Abraham, Isaac, and Yaakov, and to walk in his ways. At Sinai, they were given the opportunity to be in covenant with the Most High, with no oppression or no oppressors, human or otherwise. And who can oppress those who Elohim has delivered. Mm. A covenant with Elohim opens all of creation to us. There's no better life and no greater freedom. Amen, Mama. The disciples of Yeshua took a 50-day journey as well. Their journey took them from devastation and what looked like total defeat to freedom in the renewed covenant. Okay. Luke chapter 24, verses 17 through 24 tells about the sadness and the confusion the disciples were feeling after Yeshua's death. On the road to Emmaus, Yeshua asked them why they were so sad. They explained the events that took place from Yeshua's death to the women reporting that Yeshua was alive, though these disciples had not seen him. I can only imagine the joy they felt when they realized that it was Yeshua who walked with them to Emmaus. Mm -hmm. From then to Shavuot, Every day must have been pure joy and true freedom. Leviticus 25, 8 through 11 says, You will count seven Sabbaths of years, seven times seven years, that is 49 years. Then on the 10th day of the seventh month on Yom Kippur, you are to sound a blast on the shofar all through your land, and you will consecrate the 50th year proclaiming freedom throughout the land to all its inhabitants. It will be a jubilee for you. You will return everyone to the land he owns, and everyone is to return to his family. That 50th year will be a jubilee for you. Here again, Tim, is the pattern of seven sevens plus one, or 50 years in this example. And it's associated with freedom. Mm -hmm. The covenant people were to proclaim freedom throughout their land, the Yovel, or Jubilee, also introduce, introduces the idea of restoration. Sure does. You know, the Passover season is a picture of the walk of a believer. We are freed from sin by trusting in the blood of the slain lamb. We leave our Egypt 
or slavery to sin, mm -hmm. traveling on a journey of faith. Our food for the journey is the true, unleavened teachings of the Messiah. We are traveling, following the leading of the Ruach HaKodesh, the burning fire that lights our path and our comforter who covers us. Our destination is a covenant marriage ceremony, the marriage supper of the Lamb. Amen. Just as Israel married Elohim at Sinai, we believers are the bridegroom of the Messiah. Then we will be forever free and fully restored to the place lost by Adam and Eve. What did you believe that's going to be? Amen. So the day we are counting down to is significant for the Mosaic Covenant and the Renewed Covenant. What an awesome connection. Every believer should know about this. And every believer should be counting. If you need a refresher on how the Mosaic Covenant and the Renewed Covenant are connected, check out our podcast, episode number 26. It's called Let's Make a Deal. Now, if you're not part of the Renewed Covenant, what would you do if you discovered that the way you live your life and some of your beliefs are out of line with God's instructions? Would you take the blue pill and discount the tugging on your heart uh, that's leading you to be right with Him? Or would you take the red pill, change your mind, and commit yourself to the Creator? Only you can answer that question. If you want to know Yeshua, the one who this season is all about, pray for Him to make Himself known to you. If you do that, you'll find that He has been close by for a long time. If you commit to Him, He will accept you, and then we can all journey together. Let's get started right now. Psalm 90 verse 2 says, Teach us to count our days so we can apply our hearts to wisdom. Hmm. No matter how long it took you to accept this red pill, take it now. Start your journey with the God of Israel right now. This is the start of a great journey for some new believers, miss. We'll yeah. end this week's podcast right here. Please go back and listen again to what we shared. Read over the scriptures and discuss them with your family and friends. Thanks for spending 15 or so minutes with us at Red Pill Torah, where you can handle the truth.